What's up guys? Hey, I know it's been a while for a multitude of different reasons. The month of December was just, it just proved to be incredibly stressful and busy for me at my current job. So I really wasn't able to work on editing and finalizing two podcasts that I'd already recorded. Yeah, things just sort of popped off. And oh, I also recently had to upgrade several things on my computer, mainly moving Adobe Premiere and all the software I use to make podcasts to a new M2 drive that I recently installed. And so that sort of took away from any production I had planned for the month. Nevertheless, I'm back. I have bigger plans for what I want to do going forward, different content I want to start putting out, but more on that later. Without further ado, let's get on with it. I'll just let Jinsu introduce himself. Yeah, my name is Jinsu Park, and um, I went to the same high school as you did in Bangkok, graduated, went to Korea, and actually that was just those were just two of the countries that I just lived in at that time, mm-hmm. like back and forth. But after I went to the army for two years, I realized that I didn't really want to stay in one place for a long time. So I did a lot of, you know, part-time jobs, um, just general um, contract work, mm-hmm. you know, like quick, quick, quick money. And I saved up enough to go to, a transfer program which allowed me to go to Amsterdam in the Netherlands, Holland. Yeah, and what you mentioned by like I've been everywhere. I think it, those are just um travel photos that <laughs> I yeah that I that I went when I was in Amsterdam because you know you can go to a lot of countries yeah. in Europe. They're all close by, and that was in 2018, which was already two years ago. Mm-hmm. I came back to Korea, graduated in in, in August this year congratulations dude you managed to do all that in six years it took my dumb ass six years to actually graduate college you know so no 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 no, james <laughs> i don't think i don't think i don't think there's like a metric for you know what's what's correct what's you know what's the right way of doing things man you, you have your own pace and you probably gained a lot of stuff along the way too so you know no yeah. worries with that man i hear you talking yeah because you talked about it on the uh, thoughts and prayers, you know, throughout various episodes. And so I could, I could kind of hear that thing that a lot of people struggle with. A lot of people hear, um, well, you know, you go to college and there's this sort of, after high school, I'd say there's this kind of thought in people's minds where you're supposed to have the kind of a ladder of progression and everybody kind of mm-hmm. advances at a different stage. It's so easy, honestly, to compare yourself to others, right? I mean, to, to compare yourself and your circumstances to other people's circumstances. And I think, in 100%. those sessions, I could hear, I could kind of hear it in your voice a little bit where like you would kind of, you, you felt like you'd missed out on the quote unquote traditional, um, college right. experience or, you know, just because you have to do military service or just because, you know, this and that, I think it's cool that, um, in a way, listening to your sessions, I was, what came through my, what went through my mind was you've had the chance through those years to kind of mature up before you started your college years you know because you get a bunch of 18 19 year olds going to college for the first time they're horny as all hell you know and it's it's it, <laughs> oh man like i don't know how it is in korea but in the united states is this from personal experience has to be right but for me and from <laughs> i went yeah. to a I went to a conservative christian college um yeah. quote unquote Taylor, conservative, yeah. you know, Taylor University. You may know some people that went there, but um they're but you wouldn't believe it, but you know, these people 
at that young of age, it's just, you know, you don't, people develop, they continue developing up to a certain age, right? And you had the chance to mature and find yourself in the military, like, at least for a few years, although you probably didn't enjoy it initially, if you enjoyed it. Yeah, no, there was no part of me that enjoyed it, although... <laughs> Looking back, it was, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty remarkable in the sense that, just like you said, it matures someone up in the army. But I also don't wish it on, you know, like the people that come after me, like the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, in the end, it's just two years of time wasted. You could be doing yes. way better stuff that, you know, you can learn, you know, mm-hmm. life lessons or whatever. It doesn't have to be in the army, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did um, other than that, yeah. Did you ever how did they come to make it two years specifically? And I realize that's a common um, trend across yeah. smaller countries. You know, Singapore, right. obviously Israel. Yeah. You know, everybody has to serve. But how did they come to make it just two years and why is why is it important that it's two years? So so the duration of the army, the period of when you have to be in the army, it kind of um parallels with um, international relations. So for Korea, it has to be with okay. North Korea because we're technically at war with North North Korea. Um, around like a decade ago, army service would be around three years, mm-hmm. even four around. So it, it keeps decreasing as you know, there are less tensions, there are less you know skirmishes, there are less you know happenings. So mine was technically twenty one months. Now that um, Ye Song, an- another one of our former classmates. Mm-hmm. He has just been discharged very recently. He had to do around 18 months. So you see that trend that's going down. It's decreasing right. over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully in the future, it doesn't have to be mandatory. Because, you know, in high school, you must have seen us go through it you know, in, in our own form. In Thailand, it's like, <laughs> for us, we chose yeah, to, yeah, we, yeah. we, it was, yeah. a lot of people, actually, most yeah. people probably don't know how the conscription draft works in Thailand. And it's very bizarre right. when you try to explain that to people. But basically what we were doing was choosing the lesser of two evils, right? It's because True. if you don't yeah. do military school while you're in high school, you know, ROTC, as I, I put it, they put it, um, you have to go into base at a certain age. I think the age is 21. And then you have to go in. And, you know, they do an embarrassing shirts off army exam, like medical exam on you, like medical. Mm-hmm. You're bunched in with a other group of people. You kind of have to bring your stuff because at the end of it all, uh, they call you up and they uh, hold you in place. I don't know if you've seen those videos. Um, this is one very famous one of uh, Nish Kun, uh, who, I mean, 2 p.m., he had to do it as well. And, um, yeah, there was this whole media farce surrounding it. But basically... You, you already know the story, but I'm, I'm saying it for people who might be listening. Yeah. It's like, they hold you in place. The, yeah, the military, you go into base or wherever you're uh, told to go. And then mm-hmm. uh, they hold you in place. You put your hand into a bucket. You draw a black flag, free to go for life. Damn. Right, you yeah. Know, you'll, you'll hear them call dumb, and you'll, hear, you'll see a huge sigh of relief <laughs> from the guy. But if you draw red... They pretty much shave your hair on the spot. You're not allowed to go home and you're assigned to a sanction of the military on the spot. So it's basically playing a huge lottery game. And I hate to say it, but it's mostly corrupt because if you look any, if you look remotely athletic or if you, if you look like remotely normal, guess what? They're going to find a way to get you into that system, you know? Um, So in high school, it must have 
kind of dawned on you on a certain point, you know, what my friends are going through, I'm going to have to go through at a certain point. Did that ever, like, did that ever, like, get changed or affect you in any way, just knowing at the end of your high school experience, shortly thereafter, you um, the same thing as us? Or? Well, like, truthfully, no, because I didn't have the capacity to, you know, think mm-hmm. ahead of time when I was in high school. I didn't have that, you know, mental capacity. All I remember was laughing at you guys for shaving off your heads every every other week, and it's you know, giving with you guys me. shit. Yeah, yeah, for like, oh, you have to wake up at like a Saturday at six a.m. Yeah, like yo, that's nothing you do that compared for three to what years. you guys did. That's nothing compared to exactly. What you yeah, did, though you know, that's in crazy. the end, a lot of friends messaged me while I was in the army, and they were like, "Yo, this mm-hmm. is karma for you laughing at us." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like okay, um, I deserve that. <laughs> well, while we're on the subject of haircuts, which which army, which country do you think does it better in terms of? Men? I mean, I mean, I know the student haircut in yeah, the yeah. Thai army isn't it mm-hmm. isn't very forgiving. It's kind of very right. obvious, and it can change the way customers or it can change the way restaurants treat you depending on where you go. It's just like true, true. Uh, you're you know just stick free, and you're probably skipping school to come here, <laughs> whatnot. But you know. <laughs> Kind of describe, you know, day to life, you just haircut, right? Were you used to that at all? Because you never, up until that point, had you ever gone bald? Had you ever gone, like, short? No, before? no. I always I, I always had, like, a shorter cut, like, even right now. But mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, military-level short. Um, In Korea, though, it's not as, um, you, you won't turn heads more than you will in other countries because there are so many guys... That have to do, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Like currently, and all the other people who've done it before, so it just blends in with the crowd. There's nothing unusual about it, and also I think I should mention um, before we, you know, like we, other people get the wrong impression that like I am not an army person. Like I just had to go through it. Everyone goes through it, so yeah, everyone goes through it. But people nothing. don't realize that a lot of people don't realize because. Army service means different things for different countries, right? If you decide to go into the army in Thailand, that's like, that's a life, that's a choice. You know, it's a, it's a full-on choice after you've done military service. You, you, you set out a disclaimer of, you know, you're not in the military or not, and both you and I understand it, and our cohorts, our friends understand that. But, you know, for people that right. don't know, I mean, this stuff is mandatory, and it is ingratiated, it's right. ingrained into your human experience today. You know, right. so it kind yeah. of affects the something way something that all Korean guys have to go through. Yeah, yeah. To kind of segue off the uh, military service or whatnot, says you know, um, so you have completed your college experience. Congratulations on that. Uh, so Thank you, you find sir. yourself just um traveling to Thailand, and honestly, when I was thinking about you know guests to have on, I was reading a news article about how Thailand has handled COVID nineteen and how they've supposedly been among the world's mm-hmm. greatest right. uh, at handling the situation. Now, you've had firsthand mm-hmm. experience at this. I tried to uh, interview someone earlier, about four months ago. This is a girl that I barely even knew, but on my Instagram, I'm like, oh, she's going through a quarantine, kind of like, I'm going to try to get her on my mm-hmm. pad. Of course, she declined because she was, you know, but, um, right. so tell me what was that, what that was like. So you flew in to Thailand, to Suwanapum. Mm-hmm. And you posted a story and I commented on it. It's like, damn, that's got to be the most euphoric feeling. Just driving out of Suwanapum, but at the same time, it's like, you know what you're in for for 14 yeah. days. 
what was that like from start? Yeah. Like, uh, so you get on the plane, and uh, then what happens mm-hmm. the instant you land? Is the is the um, what do you call it? the immigration process any different? Right. I'll just get. I'll just paint like a big picture of how mm-hmm. COVID has affected um just immigration and arriving at a certain country in general, especially mm-hmm. Thailand. Well, as you know, if as um Koreans, as Koreans, we can fly in and out of Thailand no problem. This mm-hmm. was pre-COVID, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we like unlike Thai visas, we can just go as tourist visa, no need to um, apply for any special visa beforehand. We can just mm-hmm. fly in and out, right? But now even that has changed. So unless you have a special work permit visa or a you know like a um, other other types of visas like re- retirement visa or whatever, mm-hmm. Thailand will not allow you in. So already from there, country mm-hmm. that focuses so much on tourism and you know um, foreign currency, um, you can see how things have changed in that aspect as well. So it took me around fifty or sixty days to get my final visa mm. proceedings, and that's finalized. not normal, right? That's and when not I, normal at all. That is not normal. I can just, mm. you know, normally I'd be like, yo, I want to fly to Thailand. I can just go today or tomorrow, right? And so once I actually finally arrived in Thailand, um, they will, well, first of all, they'll check your temperature at least three times throughout just the process from getting off the plane and getting off the airport. It just sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's, it's, it's worked, right? So three it makes times. sense. It makes sense why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once you arrive, you know that long ass walk you have to do from the yeah. airport, uh, from it's, the airplane. It's to actually the rather useful. Right? Like you get your cardio up. It's like, yeah. oh, I get to walk again after this. Yeah. It's basically just a walking session of, you know, looking at Thai ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, Air Asia. What, yeah. Um, yeah. So now that process is basically just set up with a bunch of chairs. And once you just arrive at that um, lane, you have yeah. to find your seat and an airport official will come to you, mm-hmm. check your documents. And they're not checking to get you approved or anything. They're just checking so that it will make the process easier for the immigration um, officer that, that will be at the front. Mm-hmm. That takes around like an hour just waiting. Mm-hmm. For the people in front of you to, you know, get in line because they're going one at a time, and 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 they require so many documents now. Mm. Yeah, um, at least like six more documents than before. Mm-hmm. The main being the document saying that you are COVID free, which you had to take from your, you know, home country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that took, that took a while. It took me around three hours total. To get oh. out of the airport. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Oh, that for me, that'd be just. Yeah, yeah. I've never experienced because the reason this is really interesting to me, man, because, you know, flying home for me is associated for a lot of us. It's associated with, oh, I'm going to get to go home and see family right. and friends again. You know, I'm a, and, you know, people that I rarely get to see anymore. You know, it's a it's a it's a time yeah. that should be spent. But 14 yeah. days. Well, it's like that's time that if you're a working man, you don't have, you know, and so that's true. I mean, depending on your job, if you if you have a lucky enough to have like a work from home kind of work from anywhere job, that's one thing, right? Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's work. At least right. by going by the numbers, and you know, the fact that you know, I talk to people like our friend Zach, 
um, mm-hmm. back home, to, um, you know, obviously talking with family. It seems like people are just living their normal lives. And the only caveat right. being they have to wear a mask and what? They're a little mm-hmm. bit social distance. That's it. You know, ICS, they just yeah. planned a, they just did a plane trip um, for, I don't know, middle school kids during COVID. That, that to me is unthinkable for, for the United States. Right. You know, that's, it's, un, yeah. it's insane. But the lengths that they went through to make this happen, it seems like you were pointing at that earlier. It's come mm-hmm. at an economic cost. Have you seen, have you kind of already right. seen that around you, like the proofs and kind of evidence of that come to fruition around you? Just how much they've suffered economically? Or is it just business as normal? Um, for me, uh, I actually can't really talk a lot about Thailand because I haven't been out of my hotel room since I've arrived. <laughs> right. So right. I haven't seen right. it firsthand. Right. Right. But I can kind of talk about how Korea have been doing, um, you know, due to the pandemic. So sure. without, you know, going too deep. So basically, it's, it's been rough. It's been rough. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of cutbacks, a lot of companies. Not just, um, yeah, not just laying off, but they're holding off hiring. So it kind of stalls that, right. um, it, 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 yeah, it bottlenecks the, the future, like the labor force that's coming in, which is basically my age. Like I am at that period where I just graduated. I need to find a job. Yeah. And so Koreans, as you might've seen firsthand from, you know, American university experience, Koreans are pretty heavy into education. So most Koreans will have a university degree mm-hmm. and a bachelor's degree. And so there are a lot of, of um, people heavily, my age over, that are just... qualified people. Right. A they lot are, of educated guys. Yeah, exactly. Basically. They, they're looking for jobs. They can't get it because no one is hiring. Mm-hmm. And even if they do, it's very, you know, concentrated. It's very little amount of people. So that was the thing that I saw firsthand. And... Thankfully, I managed to land a position in Thailand. This is thanks to Poom, by the way. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, so we're seeing firsthand connections. Yeah. You know, your net worth <laughs> is your network. Basically, or your network is your net worth. Yo, that's a good basically. one. That's a good one. I mean, it's, yeah. it's an overly, you could put that on a, you could, I, you could probably see that on a Hobby Lobby inspirational poster. You could put it up yeah, in someone's get, office. I, but that I, really is true, though. Right you know, now. so you've, so you're not it just is. traveling to Thailand for, for um for entertainment. This is this is work for you. No, 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 no. You about to work? Yeah. Now. Um. Basically, you tourist tourism in Thailand right now they're tra- they're starting to low. open up just a little bit, but they are only opening up to certain countries that are basically COVID free, which includes like New Zealand, China somehow. Not. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about United. that. It's definitely not the yeah, United States. Oh, but but I get I get I get that sense because Chinese tourists are one of the main. You know, spenders in Thai tourism, so they're opening up for China, mm-hmm. New Zealand, Australia, certain countries that are allowed. Yeah. Other than that, their tourism is basically banned. It's for now in Thailand. Mm-hmm. You saying that kind of raises a light bulb in my head. I mean, not that I have, but it confirms a theory as to why I've been seeing so many posts after posts and story after story of our friends from back home going and traveling to beaches you know, mountains, just these beautiful kind of landscapes. And it's because they've, if you're in Thailand right now and, you know, let's say it's Songkhan or Thanksgiving break and people already are reluctant to travel, guess what? That means rates are cheap as hell. Travel anywhere, right? right? 
So mm-hmm. I kind of, um, yeah. So that just got me thinking there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for you, but you're not, you're not exactly going to Thailand to, uh, to party. This, this is like work time for you. So to kind of describe right, how right. you, you landed on this job, you, you obviously said you got it from Connection Boom, shout out, but mm-hmm. like how, how did you kind of come to determine that, yes, I want to work in Thailand and I want to return to this country? Right. Um, so I'm um, just going back to when I was in Amsterdam for my exchange mm-hmm. student program. I, um, it was a period where I've just finished the army. I was very jaded. I was very tired. I needed mm. like a break. I need some time like for myself. Right. And somehow I, during that period, I've gotten, I've been able to reconnect like more with mm-hmm. our ICS, our high school friends, for example, Boom and Pretty. shout out, like they came to um, Europe, they came to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Well, albeit it was, it was for watching football. We've, we've basically planned a football trip, but in the end, it, it turned out to be much more than that. We've, yeah, we've had time to, you know, grab a beer and just talk about everything in general. And mm-hmm. what that made me realize was um, they, they actually did most of the convincing, by the way. They just convinced me to, you know, come back to Thailand and work. Your, my parents are still in Thailand. It just makes more economic, like financial and, you know, like career sense just to work in Thailand because sure. they will appreciate me more with my, with the skill set that I have. And so that was always in the back of my mind as I was, you know, progressing through college. Mm-hmm. And once I did graduate, um, like I said, with the COVID pandemic, it was really hard to find a job. I was getting interviews, but every interview I was just getting um, rejected, like after Radi- the email or even worse, right. radio silence. That's like, that's the worst thing. Yeah. That's the worst. Cause the scale to the, to, to how this was happening was there would be one open position and there will be around 300 applicants. 300 and so, applicants. so that, that process was just very tiresome. It was very mm-hmm. tired. Um, you know, it was affecting me a bit and the final straw that, you know, broke camel's back was, you know, I had a, Pretty long-term relationship, but it, you know, didn't come to fruition. It kind of just ended. Yeah. So at that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I miss my parents. I kind of want to go home. And I just started looking for work in Thailand. How do you go about doing that? How how did you um, first start about going that? Like, I'm, I'm talking just not even, you know, the concept of it. Like, what practically did you start to kind of put yourself online that like kind of what did you search mm-hmm. first of all what did you major in i don't think i even asked you this yet. What did oh you yeah yeah you graduate? i majored i double majored in business and economics my but man I, yeah nice. but i'm gonna be honest i don't remember anything about economics <laughs> i have zero knowledge <laughs> yeah but I actually like the business side of things um yeah that was what i majored in korea yeah so the practical aspects of applying for a job in thailand I don't know how it's done in the States, but I mean, they have their own, Thailand has, will have their own website for job application, like job, job posts that comes up. You should send them an email or, you know, send them the resume that you have, um, you know, ready. LinkedIn is always pretty good. A lot of um, openings there. Um, 
but yeah, it was really difficult for me from a past, um, practical point to get a job in Thailand because there was that visa thing with the pandemic. It, I, I wouldn't be able to start working right away. So if it was a job that required someone to work like, you know, straight off, then I couldn't do that. This is where Poom's connection really like, you know, helped because uh, it's, they've been very patient. Um, they allowed, you know, everything to, you know, go smoothly, prepared all the documents pretty well. And it also helps that I speak Thai. So yeah, there was terrific. no problem with co- communications or anything. But is, I do you know, understand that, you know, I do understand that, you know, even going back to a place of, com- well, not a place of comfort, but, you know, something that is familiar mm-hmm. That's something right. that across the board, talking to different friends, I've noticed it's a point of hesitation for a lot of people, even though it seems like a safe choice. You know, for someone mm-hmm. like Zach, he, um, off the record, he told me a bunch of times, you know, it, there's been this gnawing sense of, you know, I don't just want to go back to what I'm comfortable. I want to expand and I want to grow, right. you know, and for right. someone like you, you've, you've, you've kind of seen, you've kind of already had the Bangkok experience, but I'm guessing and I'm assuming that decision to go back wasn't just and obviously obvious all the circumstances that broke down it's kind of a you're going you're kind of coming back to this country with a new this is a new you you know this is a right. new this That's is a new like you this is a new uh this is a new jinsu 2.75 build that has all this all this going back into it. so that that has yeah. to be exciting for you just to be able to start fresh again yes i i am i am that what you just said was totally true but also i um, the friends and family has to play a big factor, mm. right? Um, but my fa- like the family part had a big part because my dad actually was pretty sick mm. around like uh like a year or two ago. Yeah. And so yeah, that point about Zach, where you know you don't want to just be in your comfort zone, you want to expand. That mm. was me in Korea. That was what I wanted to do oh. because actually Korea was my out of my comfort zone i had no family there i mean i just had relatives there i had no house there it was basically starting all fresh from korea right mm-hmm. but then i just realized that maybe that was being a little bit selfish to myself because you know i, I love my parents they've been such a huge part of my life and yeah so with my dad being a bit you know um, not as healthy as i want him to be and I've been away from him for it's been seven years now. So mm, yeah, Same. yeah, it's it's that feeling as well. Yeah, yeah, you 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 must relate to this as well. I I absolutely do because unlike, well, kind of in reverse, this happened to me seven years ago. And you know, when I was just getting ready to go off to college, my dad uh, entered. Somehow they found that he had stage three colon, and so oh it yeah it this was a this this was a rough time, and so the. Um, you know, throughout, I, I say it to a lot of people, the most difficult year outside of this year probably would have been that first year just to leave because mm-hmm. I was leaving with this sense of guilt. I wasn't there for my parents at all. You know, I wasn't there for my dad. And on top of that, I was doing poorly at school. So there was a whole lot of that going on. But, mm-hmm. And so for you, I completely understand, you know, um, wanting to be there. And now that you have a, you have, you, know, you have graduated, which is great. But now you also have like the power to help them out because if I had to say it back home, guess right. what? I would I help them with you know I don't have a degree I don't um not that a degree is kind of is be all end all to <laughs> rising economically because there are a lot of people here that do you know that go about their own way but it's just like, right. 
you you kind of have this path in front of you. You have to keep going, see where it leads. But to that, there are sacrifices that you made to stay in right? So, like, it, it's one of those things where I hope you know it's it was worth it because it made you who you are. Now you're going back to a situation where now th- this whole thing is fresh for you. Man, the, the thing I really wanted to, this whole quarantine, you get off the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get mm-hmm. off the plane, you get on. See, I mean, talk, talking about home, it brings up all different types of emotions, honestly. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you get off the plane, you get set into these seats. And so at what point, um, uh-huh. here's the gray area in my head at the moment. Uh, right. So what you're doing right now, is it state-sanctioned um, slash sponsored quarantine, or is it a quarantine of your choosing with a nice hotel? Um, yeah, there are two separate types of quarantine. Mm-hmm. The one is, um, the name, it's just the name is called alternate state quarantine, which sure. is basically for foreigners or even locals who wish to, you know, pay out of their own expense to quarantine in a state, um, designated hotel. Yeah. These are, yeah, they're all hotels, by the way these state quarantines, alternative state quarantines. Mm -hmm. So I am at one in Maple Hotel near Bangna, if you remember. Yeah, so I'm there. Maple Hotel, wait a minute. Is that the one, um, is that? Yeah, it's the one near, Not too far from the the Nation Tower. It used to be a giant restaurant. It used to be a giant seafood restaurant. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think so. I don't think it's that one. It's not too far from the Nobletel, basically. Uh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now I know know exactly where it is. Jeez, you're a lot closer to home than I thought you were. Wow. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah, so this is is, um, ASQ, Alternate State Quarantine. The other one is um, Alternative Local Quarantine, ALQ. I think that's it. That's when you have to do the quarantine your place and this is basically for thais thai oh. nationals and funny thing is um i was uploading my instagram stories of my quarantine experience and if you remember jump yeah she is a air stewardess okay yeah yeah, air, yeah. Air, air hostess air hostess yeah sorry air hostess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so she's been she told me that she's done through this quarantine thing four times Albeit it's at her own home, so. But still, man, I, I, I can't fathom doing it more than once. I'm only halfway through right now, too. Um, in, did you ask her at all whether she was paid for that time? Because that's time that oh, you're not on the yeah, clock, that's, basically. That's, and I did see, right. like, a... I mean, not to pry into other people's stories, but I did see, like, she was working mm-hmm. at a cafe as well, so I don't know... Yeah. I don't exactly know what, what her situation is like, but yeah, that, that you just... That's another thing that crossed my mind. These air hostess, people that work mm-hmm. in, the, in these situations, like they, they, yeah, they're probably working a whole lot, but they, the quarantine thing isn't void on them as well. They've, it seems like Thailand exactly. has taken every single detail into account. Mm-hmm. Like just, Jinsu, I, I want you to know, man, everything that you've described to me now has sounded more concise, more practical, mm-hmm. and more deliberate than anything mm-hmm. I've heard coming out of the United States as far as their method. Dude, that's something we should talk about, man. Like, what is going on? I have no what? idea, man. I have no... Well, I, I have several theories. Uh, I work as an essential worker. I work at a, you know, grocery store. I do curbside service, and I handle okay. a backroom, uh, manage, you know, whatever, just getting people their groceries. That's mainly our focus, right? Um, But before we even get to that, it sounds... 
the, all the stuff you've described to me, by the way, sounds like what they're prescribing for professional athletes in the NBA slash the NFL. Like you guys are getting that type of treatment from the local government, you know, right? Which is insane because I look at it the is, news; it it's weird to see Thailand in the same conversation as a Denmark or a Netherlands or a Bris, mm-hmm. you know, or um, well. Or New um, Zealand in terms of treatment like this. It, it's yeah. just bizarre. Same. Because we thought, we all thought that these, you know, technically, what do you call those, like more developed, you know, first world, first world nations would be handling this a lot better. But now we're realizing that, no, they're not. They, um, I don't know if this is one of your theories, but you know, just like in general, Western countries tend to become more individualistic, like they're, you know, the people with their personalities, right? And Asian cultures tend to be more, you know, like more collectivist. We are more obedient to authority, which somehow people use that against us, saying that it's bad. But I mean, look at how we're handling everything right now, right? I think it's more than that, though. Like we're um, right, right. This that was just basically very, yeah. very simple, yeah, gen- generalization. But I think it boils down to how people in different cultures handle people. Because Thailand, I from the way my parents were talking, and you may be able to attest to this, having talked to a bunch of friends, but it seemed mm-hmm. like when this thing first started, Thailand, and at least in Bangkok, right, people were so paranoid about this thing that they didn't anywhere like they didn't and when when we say shut down in right the United but it, States, but it helps when the government tells you to stay home like exactly. when they yeah when they actually you know mm-hmm. apply lockdown measures where you you are fined or there is a curfew or anything right because thailand's um lockdown model was basically a mini version of china's yeah and you know i don't like to say it but it worked right copying china yeah. we're, we're now seeing the fruits of their labor Thailand as a country, right? It's a nice, it's a it's a country of seventy million, and it's mm-hmm. you compare that with a single county in Indiana, which is where I am, uh, Marion County, which is where I used to live. Mm-hmm. Marion County accounts for more deaths, cases, and uh, yeah, more deaths and cases than Thailand combined. More, more deaths, yes, more deaths, more deaths more cases. In Thailand combined, as of right now, Marion oh, okay, County okay. stands at, at right here. If I look here, three hundred thousand six three hundred sixty-two thousand cases plus, and six thousand oh. deaths. Okay, that's Marion County, Indiana. Whereas Thailand, as a whole, you guys account for, ah, I think like four thousand. So 4, you guys 000. account for four thousand cases, and sixty deaths. Yeah. Look at how screwed well, those numbers are. Now, whether you believe, now whether exactly. you fully believe those numbers, that's a different story right. altogether. But I, that just goes to show you. And I don't know. To me, I combine evidence with like common sense. I see people just living their normal lives, and the fact that mm-hmm. uh, people at our old school just have, um, I mean, people that wouldn't have an agenda otherwise. They're saying, you know, life is completely normal. Right. That's that's I, it's unimaginable for where I am. So, dude, you're about to live. You're about to live an interesting life. Yeah, but um, <laughs> um just just on that point as well, I I don't think a lot. I don't think most ties 
like mo- I don't think most of our friends would agree with Thailand's reporting as well. Yeah, like either. in terms of you know like hundred percent accuracy, mm-hmm. there has to be more cases because it's you know there are considerably considerably larger population who cannot afford to take a test. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, you know Trump keeps saying it, you know they're doing more tests, so they're getting more cases, which is technically correct, you know. Yeah, people are allowed to take tests and. You know they are finding more mm-hmm. cases, but it's definitely not at a scale where you are experiencing it. Um, people are wearing masks everywhere they go here. I think, I hope. But sometimes when we see our friends' stories, yeah, it's it's too much, man. Like I don't. Yeah, that's that's for me. Yeah, it's not media, not. It's, it's we shouldn't we shouldn't lately. be doing those stuff yet. You know, you know what I mean. Well, I like, mean, certain friends, I don't think they have a choice. Some of these people, they really do travel for their work. Like, uh, it's, it's, I'm talking it's, about, um, like group crowds where, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I know, I know exactly what you mean, but, um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, certain, not, not to call certain people out, but it, it is, it is what it is. It is, it is what it is. And, you know, we're not void of that here, too. But the, the difference is, it's just kind of, we're doing the exact same things here in America. The only difference is mm-hmm. we're paying for it dearly. I think it's hard for us right now to specifically approach this from like a statistical or a very, you know, academic um, approach, but maybe just like anecdotally as well. Sure. You, just like you said, you, you know, if you're sick, do you have any problems going to the hospital? No, right? You just go to the hospital, get yourself checked, you know, like yeah. that would be, you wouldn't hesitate about it. But I think that also applies to the less privileged in Thailand as well. Um, I think I can say this because my parents are, you know, church, um, they're missionaries, mm-hmm. right? So we have a local church where most of the congregation is very, you know, um, on the modest side of living. Sure. Like, yeah, day-to-day, like living, you know, day-to-day. But even then, there are no issues with anyone who needs, you know, if they're sick, they just go to the hospital. I don't think you see that a lot in the states. Like maybe maybe it's over exaggerated, but you know I've I've seen people who said that you know if they have a heart attack, like take me to the hospital through an Uber, not like an ambulance. You know, just you know that kind of yeah yeah. It's like if you're sick, you go to the hospital. That's what everyone here is used to. But it's you do do you get what I'm trying to? No, absolutely. Like, but yeah, it's, I've never thought of it like that that viscerally in terms of uh, it's it should be completely obvious right but they honestly that's something i took for granted uh Mm -hmm. growing up because here it's like and well maybe i'll get by if i don't if i don't you know go because then what happens here is if you like take the same circumstance right you get sick you go to the hospital here you get sick uh is my insurance going to cover this Uh, you know it's Mm -hmm. it's yeah. Or, or yeah. does my work does my work insurance cover this? Mm, I don't really know because it is a very steep price tag here to go to get to get something as simple Same. as like a, um, yeah, to get something as simple as a, a wisdom tooth, t- your wisdom teeth removed. Right in Thailand, it's pretty normal. You you go to you know whatever dentist place you want. Yeah, you can have medical right. records, but they have a certain. It's more attainable. I don't know how they do it, but somehow. Wait, how's it like in in the states? Uh, in the States, it's like you, like you want to get your wisdom tooth pulled. 
it's more well i mean they eventually do but a lot of people our age are still under their parents health care like they're under their parents mm-hmm. insurance policies our age you know 25 and up young adults yeah. young adults that are possibly parents we you know that we, yeah think really think about that for a second there, there are people that are possibly parents that have insurance policies or paperwork whatnot on top of insurance things under their parents you know so we're talking generational insurance and this is just and i i guess i have to put the disclaimer out there i'm not speaking from academic really this is just what yeah, i've seen and what i've what we've observed in an anecdotal sense it's like we've seen just basically i think what i'm trying to say is yeah you would think it'd be as simple as going to the doctor and for most people it mm. might be but then here there's that extra layer of how much it's really a battle with insurance companies you know whereas back home it's yes there it, it is still a, a factor but the main difference is people are more willing to go to the hospital because they know they'll get taken exactly. care of they'll know the doctors will follow up on certain cases um Whereas the amount of, basically, uh, to put a cap on it, the amount of care that you'd get back home cost-wise would far, like, it would far outseed normal uh, costs in America as far as the, the level and quality of care that you get. That know, just man. sucks, man. Like, yeah. You know, honestly, this has been great as far as. Yeah. Sorry about the audio in the middle. No, man. man no problem at all. The, you know, this is this is yeah. this is part of it. Doing an international podcast. Um, Hopefully, see you soon. Whether it's on you know real life or in the, on our podcast. All right. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Thanks for having me you, on, you, man. You you just you just tease season two. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> is there any hope for that? You said yeah. at the very beginning. That's that's kind of. Yeah, it is. It is. We'll we'll be announcing it soon. Hopefully. And we'll have you on, right? Not to talk too much. <laughs> Dude, stay safe, yeah. All right, folks, that's been the Crunchy Take Podcast. You've been listening to Jinsu Park. Uh, again, I'm sorry about the all the constant cuts that I've had to do, but in order to salvage the audio that we had and just the conversation that we had, it was a great time. Um, thank you for listening so far. And yeah, tune in next time.